welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. I should like to race. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit on the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! (laughs) The Larson family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high-quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook, and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa, and our television broadcast sponsor. I'm Louisa Barton with the Horse Talk Show here at Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital in Ocala, Marion County, Florida, the horse capital of the world. I have Dr. Adam Kayot, been on the show with us before, uh, sitting with me. We're going to talk about um, something close to home for me. Uh, When you should retire your horse, I say never. Dr. Kayot probably doesn't agree with me. My horse is 34 and still going strong. Of course, he's in good hands. Uh, he is a patient of Peterson and Smith himself. Uh, I've had him with me for 26 years, and he still likes to go about five or six miles on the beach or the trail. Dr. Kayot, thoughts on when you should retire your horse? Well, it's a difficult situ- You know, it's a difficult subject, and it can be a you know a touchy subject depending on the owner um, because. Some people, you know, have a hard time of letting go, excuse me, letting go of, um, you know, their, their buddy, right? Then their friend and their companion and what they used to do and what they would do, you know, with the horse and that sort of thing. It's very individualized per horse. Um, you know, obviously you have a 34 year old that still goes five, six miles a day and, you know, and. And a lot of that has to do with, number one, just genetic makeup of the horse. Number two, how a 34-year-old a thirty-four-year-old horse is not the same across the board. Some 34-year-olds don't have as much miles on the tires as, you know, others. And that plays a certain role. And um, so, so those are things that you should think of. Um, I tend to when people ask me that question, is it time to retire my horse? I look at number one, what was the horse doing? You know, I had, I looked at a polo pony yesterday and polo pony was 18 and those guys have a tough life. That's a hard job. That's, that's a, that's a hard, stressful job on the, on the horse's legs. And, and there aren't many polo ponies that make it to 34 years old, you know, playing not any probably. And, and this, this particular one was 18 years old and, you know, had a, had a, had a bad suspensory in the front leg and a, 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 a torn superficial flexor tendon in, in the, in the back leg. And, you know, at that point you kind of say, okay, is this worth going on with the horse? And, and these owners are very responsible owners and they want to do what's best for the, you know, um, the, re- even though the, the, the pony was a, a good plain pony, um, you know, she decided that this is the time. And, and I agreed with her because when things start breaking, they just continue to break that sort of thing. So that kind of comes into, into play. I think, I think if, if you're trying to perform with this animal and stuff continue, continues to go wrong, they're having injuries and that are occurring more frequently, um, and uh, doing what they have always done, then you need to, you need to seriously consider, am I being fair, you know, and, and, and that can be a very difficult, you know, a difficult question to ask yourself because, you know, everybody can be a little selfish at some points and they want to, you know, they want to continue the good times and, and, and everything that they've had with their friends. So, um, it, it makes it hard, but when people come to me and ask those questions, I try to, um, take take as much as the whole picture into account as I can and say well let's see what's happening here what problems are we having are these problems reoccurring and 
are they reoccurring because this horse is not able to do his job anymore? Now, a question. For example, I have another older horse who's 27, and he hasn't been ridden very much in the last year. Actually, I texted you about him the other day. Um, and he's been getting down on the ground and having trouble getting back up. And I think some of that may be due to loss of muscle tone in his rear end because he seems weaker in the rear end from not being ridden very much. Is it really important with an older horse, especially if you're retiring it from sort of a major job where it's been ridden quite a lot, which is obviously keeping its, you know, keeping it strong and fit is it important then if you do retire a horse from a sport to not just let that horse be turned out and go and is it important to keep up some form of exercise in order to keep that horse fit and keep some muscle tone to help it age and retire at least and, and still be healthy absolutely you know it's just like it's just like people you know um the fitness is is great for people and it's great for your equine athletes and 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 if you can maintain some level of of fitness um, the the rest of their life, it does prolong their ability to um, live a full, healthy, happy life. If you can if you can exercise, it's just like a, it's just like a person or an old man. If that if that older gentleman can go to the gym and still keep up some muscle tone, even though they might be in their sixties, seventies, eighties. That helps so much because then you don't have the problems of of them getting up when they lay down or a person getting out of bed and trying to dress themselves or, you know, a horse trying to be with his buddies around. They're less likely to to get injured they're they're they maintain their muscle tone and that and that's really difficult that's what we see in old horses as they deteriorate or as they age, their body deteriorates, they're they're digestive system becomes less efficient in converting calories to body mass they start losing muscle tone and and at some point it makes it very difficult to get that back or to reverse the course and and um you know if if you're continuing to lose muscle mass then typically they they become too heavy and they can't support their body they can't support the skeleton so depending on how much muscle mass you you lose but if you can keep them in some sort of activity not just walking around the field but some sort of activity even light riding or that sort of thing that helps and that helps prolong you know the the life of the animal and the useful life of the animal um it's uh they don't necessarily have to be doing high goal polo their whole life but if you just get out and and you know and um you know trot the horse around or get on and 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 do you know light trail riding or something like that all of that helps i know you know i know there are some some farms that that uh, thoroughbred farms that they have their stallions and even though the stallion is retired from racing they still take them out and they work them daily and you know it keeps that keeps that muscle tone it keeps them in good shape and and it would do the same same to your horse so absolutely um they don't necessarily have to be doing big grand prix jumps or anything like that take it back a notch take it down a notch put it put their exercise level into a box that they can do comfortably and if you have the ability and time to do that, that would certainly help them. So even if turned out in the field, just being able to jump on them a few times a week maybe and just keeping them going, keeping them moving just like an older person. The more you move, the less likely you're to get stiff. Um, and I find my older horses do better turned out than in the stall. They tend to get stocked up in the stall. So I think being turned out is is often much better for older horses if possible. If you can do that, absolutely, because um, it, it just keeps the elasticity in the muscle. It keeps them, you know, it keeps the 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 they aren't just standing in one place using the same muscles over and over again while the while the other ones the activity muscles are getting neglected that sort of thing so if you're able to do that and they can be outside horses are meant to be outside that's what they're meant to be i mean that's that's the typical that's the best spot for them if, if they can be and so yeah Wonderful. I'm here with Dr. Adam Kayot at Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. I'm Louisa Barton for the host.
This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Welcome back to the second segment of the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio. My co-host and guest, Linda Farelli, is here with me and it's absolutely wonderful to have her with us. We're thrilled. It's truly an honor. She knows I think that. Every time she comes <laughs> and spends time with me, I'm so blessed. Uh, we did call Dr. Adam Kayot. And he did answer the phone, which was quite impressive, considering he was multitasking. Um, he is actually on an emergency colic currently, saving horses' lives. So that certainly takes precedence over us. And if he gets done and everything works out okay, he will be giving us a call back. But if not, he'll be skipping this week. Uh, and obviously, much more important things to take care of. So, uh, But we're going to take it over to Linda. Linda's going to tell us a little bit about what's been going on in her life. She is contributing to a program that I am very, very excited about uh, sharing with you. Um, and, it, and it has a lot to do with some of the most important things in life, which of course we know are horses. <laughs> and personal growth, of course, which is also very important. Um, and so these passions uh, are a really big deal uh, to Linda, have always been as long as I've known her. Um, so Linda, share with us a little bit about Happy Horse, Happy Life. Yeah, well, this is something that, you know, I hear a lot of people talk about, you know, they say, oh, I want my horse to be happy, but a lot of people don't really know how to do that. And that's something I've always been passionate about because, you know, I did things with my horse that I knew my horse was not happy, but I didn't know what to do about it. I thought, well, that's just how this horse is, you know, he's a little bit of a fighter or, you know, and there's this part of you that goes, oh, it doesn't feel right, but I'm having problems. So I go to trainers and they try to help me fix it and then sometimes the trainer can get on and everything's fine you get back on and it's chaos right it's so, so true yeah so you know i'm a i'm passionate about teaching and teaching is also my talent you know it's something that i've done gosh for 40 years over 40 years now we don't believe you <laughs> we'll get to look at you we don't believe you <laughs> so uh you know it's something that you know i've been around of some of the best horsemen and trainers in the world and even though some of them can do it, you know, how do you tell me how to do it? You know, and especially right. if I've got a little bit of mouth, mm -hmm. you know, a little bit of ability, then okay. But what if I really don't understand, you know, what they're talking about? Because a lot of them just go, oh, well, you just do this, you just do that. You know, it's easy for them. So that was um, something that I did for years. I mean, even before I was teaching horsemanship, is that I was teaching people about skincare actually because that was my previous career and I had to teach um, beauty therapists and skin therapists how to read the skin how to understand what was going on which sounds so funny because that's what I do with horses now but I learned how to chunk things down into the smallest pieces and that's also the best way to train horses so when things uh, don't go well or the horse gets confused it's like people getting confused you have to do the opposite. Most people want to do more, say more, put more pressure, oh, over explain, you know, yes. when actually you've got to do the opposite. You've got to slow it all down, back off. back off, break it down to the smallest little pieces. So then the horse can understand, or in this case, the human can understand. Because even though I do um, teach people how to teach horses, I'm really teaching the people, right? So that's the part that, that you know, I'm passionate about. And then being able to explain what a happy horse is, you know, because um, I was uh, talking to someone recently and I said, so I know you love horses. Does love get in the way of you being effective? And <laughs> she had that look, it was like, wow, I never thought of it that way. Yes, it you know? can. Yes. It's just like with a child, it's the same thing. I, listen, I did this with my daughter. I made her my best friend. You know, yeah. and then what happens is 
no leadership. You're, exactly. <laughs> you're trying to all the time be someone's best friend. And although it's lovely to be best friends with your horse, there has to be a place where you're in charge, right? Exactly. And so you can be too. Exactly. And a lot of women wrestle with that. You know, sure. men, are, men are kind of raised more in a leadership role, you know, to be bosses and managers and mm -hmm. take charge and, you know, be head of the family and all that kind of thing. I mean, things have changed a little bit over time. But women are not raised that way. No, we We're just want to cuddle. A, yes, and more of a supportive <laughs> role, you know. And so then we get a horse and it's like, well, I just wanted to go trail riding. I just wanted to have fun. What do you mean I have to be its leader? You know, right. now you really have to learn about communication and leadership. And, you know, I've even had people say, well, you know, can I just get on and go for a ride? It's like, well, ask your horse. Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes <laughs> the horse is like, who are you? And, you know, I don't trust you or I don't like the way you've approached me. And now you're going to have a wrestling match on the whole thing, you know, or you haven't done what the horse needs in order to feel safe and calm and, and be responsive, you know. So I, I love coming from that angle, you know, from more of a philosophical perspective and go, you know, what are we really doing here? You know, we want to be compassionate and compassion is like kindness plus action. Right? Compassion is not just sitting there and going, oh, I feel sorry for you. It's actually taking part in a solution. And so I think we need to do that for our horses. You know, I bought the horse. The horse didn't go looking for me. Right. And I help him have a great life with me and do things together, not just feed him and go, oh, is he lovely? And I'm too scared to ask him to do anything. You know? I know. You're right. And then there is that uh, very, very um, slight barrier there between like you said, you know, being able to take charge and just wanting to just love on them, you know, yeah. and, and we yeah. want to love on our horses naturally, but there has to be some balance there where we can yeah. do both. You and know? then you always get the, you know, the people who are on the other side of the, of the coin and they're like, oh, you're spoiling them and oh, you've I got know. to show them who's boss and you've got to be, you know, stricter. And well, I don't think either of them really are effective. Right. You, know, you need to be a leader but you need to be compassionate at the same time. And you know, there's sometimes people go, oh, I love horses, but when you watch what you, they do to them, it's like, mm -hmm. I don't know if scaring a horse like that no. or intimidating them is really coming across as loving to a horse. Yes. So, you know, I, I often have conversations with people around this because they can get embroiled in all kinds of conversations on Facebook. And you know, it's like, oh, it's cruel to do this with horses. You shouldn't ride them or, you know, I know somebody who gave up riding horses because they felt that they didn't have a right to. And I said, well, so now what's happening to the horse? Yeah, right. You know, it's exactly. just standing in a paddock like a vegetable. Right. That can't be fun for horses either. You no. Know, there's this reason that horses and people have been together for so many thousands of years. And I think, you know, now more than ever, we have the ability to have the kind of relationship that we really want with our horses and uh, we can get enjoyment and know that we give the horse a happy life as well. I know, that's so true and it's a win-win then on mm. both sides. And also, you know, there's something else I think that people don't think about as much and I, I this has crossed my mind a lot only because I've had a lot of rescue horses in my life mm. that I've had to save out of different situations and rehome and, and whatnot. And, you know, I think a lot of times people don't think about what about if something happens to, to you, to me, and we have horses on our farm, God forbid, end of our life or, or sickness or disability or something where we have to rehome our horses. And if we haven't given them a chance to be the best horse they can be, mm -hmm. they don't have a chance then to go on and have an opportunity to be a good horse for somebody else. Right. That ends up, that's when horses end up getting discarded and in the wrong places is when they don't. I love when I hear about OTTBs, off the off track racehorses, doing all these wonderful events and learning a second career because that makes them priceless, you know, and we could not possibly be almost at the end of this segment, Gigi. Yes, we are. <laughs> what? It's just like sitting around talking to my friend and time just flies by. Well, as I say, time flies when you're having a good time. That's right. I was going to say, can I have two more minutes? I can't. Apparently not. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> we'll be back after this break. We have lots more with Linda. And when we get, come back, I want to share with you a little story about my Mustang, who you've all been following, good old Flynn, for some time. So stay with us. And we'll talk about Flynn and fireworks in just a few minutes after this break.
Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Peterson & Smith Equine Hospital and Complete Care, and Larson Hay, our broadcast and television sponsor, plus supporting sponsors, DAC Vitamins and Minerals, Seminole Feed Stores, Piranha, TT Distributors, and the Hilton Garden in downtown Louisville. Thank you. It's something we want you to know at Seminole Feed Stores. We want to show you how much we care by having our annual customer appreciation sale, September 25th and 26th at our 40 West and Bellevue locations. We invite you to enjoy $2 off Seminole Wellness Horse Feeds, $1 off all Seminole Feeds, 15% off in-store items, and much more. Our 40 West location will also feature food trucks and a Grandview Clydesdale. Come see us September 25th and 26th with store hours at 40 West, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Saturday, and 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Sunday. Our Bellevue location will be open from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Saturday. Find us on Facebook or Instagram at Seminole Stores. It's Seminole Stores Customer Appreciation Day. With a prize for every purchase, we make it easy to provide you the ingredients of a winner. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio with my special guest, co-host and guest, Linda Farelli. Uh, certainly a name in the horse world that I think is world-renowned. Uh, it's quite an honor to have her here with us, and I'm always thrilled to have her on the show. I always tell her when she leaves, come back anytime you can. Uh, certainly love to have you here, Linda. I was telling her a little bit of a, a story that most of you that follow the show know about Flynn, the Mustang that I adopted last January that was wild and uh, uh, came from the BLM and uh, was had never been touched by a human being. Um, the night that I got him home, he colicked, as many of you know, and I had to get through a uh, whole night of sleeping in the round pen in 32 degrees with a wild Mustang that had never been touched by a human being. Now, Linda probably might have told me that's probably not a very good idea. Actually, it's <laughs> one of the best ways to bond. <laughs> no, we certainly did, because I woke up in the morning and his head was on my foot. So all went well and, um, and he recovered and he's actually turned into an amazing horse. Haley Price has spent some time with me. She does the Mustang makeovers and um, Flynn has just been fantastic within a few weeks. The very next day, actually, we had the halter on him and I was leading him before Haley got back from Oklahoma. And she was like, what happened? I said, he colicked. So, um, um, but then we took him to the obstacle course down in Beverly Hills and walked him through pool noodles and up hills and Isn't through tires. Oh, it's, it's amazing. Yes. And I he just... did it all without mm. any question. We took him to the beach, Haley took him in the sea, up to his withers, jumped on his back, fell over the other side in the water. He looked at these huge crashing East Coast waves. He didn't care. He loads up in a trailer, everything you do with him. The first time we sat on him, he just stood there like, okay, that's fine, sit on I me. I grew a human. I grew a human, yeah. So everything he's done, and actually, Ian, if we can share the fireworks um, photos while I'm speaking, um, and, and so this is my backyard. Uh, my neighbor does a Disney like performance, um, which now I'm inviting my friends every year acting like, you know, here I'm putting on a show for you, right? Um, but, uh, but he puts out uh, fireworks that put Disney to shame. I mean, unbelievable booms and uh, the noise is absolute. And, and I'll tell you as a horse person, personally, I hate fireworks, okay? Um, I think they're very scary for a lot of horses, especially if they haven't heard them before or seen them before and they're young. So I'm actually not a fan. I'm fortunate. Uh, there's Flynn <laughs> standing there like... Another day at the office. Yeah, like another day at the office. <laughs> so my, um, my older horses are 35 and, and 27. So obviously they've been there, done that. My 35-year-old was a mounted police horse here in Marion County's 
uh, with me for three years, so he's seen all of this. It's nothing to him, it's no big deal. But I did expect to have to give Flynn some ace or something to calm him down because I, this is going off literally like um, over, almost over his head. Um, and he can certainly hear it and see it. And um, this is my wonderful, you can tell I've had a drink. This is my recording job <laughs> on New Year's Eve. Not very good. Um, but uh, I had a couple of glasses of wine, but huge fireworks. So my question to you, um, and I'm very interested in your opinion of this, is do you think that Flynn, the Mustang, um, has just really good stoic, quiet genes yes. from his pet? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so I kind of thought that. I think his parents are probably really, his sire and um, probably pretty cool. Um, do you think that it has anything to do with the trust relationship that obviously he's established with me? very quickly, very fast. You do obviously to the accelerated pace of the colic happening on the first night. Um, otherwise it may have taken longer to establish trust. And, and, and do you think that, um, that the, these are all signs that for the future that he's just going to be all round good like that? Oh, absolutely. Anyway, there's a million questions in all of that, but. But yeah, because the two main drivers are uh, innate characteristics, you know, like, it's like people, what are you born with? You know, some people are born confident, some people are born timid and shy, you know, some people are born more extroverted and some are born more introverted. And so uh, with horses, it's very much the same thing. You'll see horses that, you know, are very flighty, skittish, nervous, you know, they're the survivors, They'll, they're the archetypal prey animal. And then you see other horses are like, oh, you know, nothing scares me. Even a wild horse, you know, they can still have that more quiet, innate characteristic, you know. And the interesting thing too is that sometimes Mustangs can actually be easier and less complicated than the fire-breathing things that we've bred, you know, because we're breeding the better athlete, you know, the mm -hmm. smarter horse, and then you've got the Mustang that's just a survivor, you know, for thousands of years. And those really, you know, extreme types of horses don't survive in the wild. You know, they're all kind of a similar kind of horse. Right. But, you know, when, uh, when we breed horses, we want something that's exciting and athletic and, you know, high-spirited and, you know, then we kind of breed our own problems. Yeah. But it's really interesting. Years ago, I was talking with um, Carl Hester, who's, you know, yeah. world-famous uh, dressage rider and trainer, Olympian. And um, he was talking about how he um, would get letters from this woman uh, who was a critic. And whenever he appeared at the Olympics and rode in big shows or whatever, when it came to prize giving, and he was often in the prize giving, his horse had a lot of trouble with the applause and getting the prizes and all this kind of thing. And so he would get these letters from the same woman saying, I can't believe that you're not training your horse, you know, to be better about these kinds of things. You can do dressage, but you can't do this. And so then years later, he got another horse and he said that horse just came out of the box like your Mustang. Yes. Said was never hot, was never crazy or skittish or nervous. He was a very curious type of horse and loved things going on around him. And he said at the prize giving the first one, he got a letter shortly after, this is before email, right? <laughs> got a letter shortly after from this woman saying, finally, you've taught your horse to behave during <laughs> during prize giving. And he said, I just wrote on her letter and put it back in the same thing with a new stamp and said, Lady, he was born this way. <laughs> had nothing so to funny. do with it. Now, horses are born that way. I mean, it's like people, like I was saying about people. But when they're not, like this black horse here in mm -hmm. the photo, Jazz, mm -hmm. he is not born confident at all. Really? He's the chickenest horse I personally have ever owned. Really? Yes. And so it's taken a lot, you know, especially with the public life and performances that I do with my horses. Um, he's not born for center stage. I have a bay horse that's an incredible jumper who loves a crowd and just loves people, you know, en masse. Yeah. But jazz is, you know, it's like, oh, you're torturing me bringing me into this. So it's taken a lot to develop him to the point where he can go in and perform and not be afraid, you know. And when, you know, the crowd goes nuts, that he can stand there instead of wanting to gallop out of the arena. But that takes a lot of training, yeah. you know, and a lot of people who have horses that um, are scared of fireworks, let's say, you've got to think about what do I need to do pre to prepare my horse 
for his living circumstances. You know, I knew I had to prepare my horse to be able to perform in, in front of thousands of people. What if you have to help them be ready to pe not perform, but relax and yes. not get a colic on fireworks? Yeah. And, you know, we know it can be done because you see that happen with police horses. The training they do is unbelievable. It really is. But a lot of us don't do that. We just go, oh, my horse is just scared and crazy, so I avoid everything that upsets him. Right. No, how about you give him some personal development? Yeah. You know, we do personal development to get more confident and to be more skilled or be able to speak in public. Yeah. You know, but other people go, oh, I just could never do it. But you can train to do it. And it's the same thing. With you horses. mean like me? I'm so shy. Yes. You're <laughs> see? <laughs> You've got it naturally, but there's a lot of people would sooner die than get on this show. <laughs> You're right. We're getting the look from Gigi. Um, so we'll be back. Uh, we're actually halfway through. Uh, we are going to run our, our palm opener and got a mention for Pulse. And um, then we're going to take it back to Linda and carry on with uh, Happy Horse, Happy Life. I know I'm happy that I have horses in my life. And I'm very happy Linda's here with us. So we'll be back for the second half of the show in just a few minutes. Stay with us. Equestrians, it's time to take care of yourself as well as you do your horse. So get down to Pulse Center of Ocala. The PEMF wave is safe and it's a therapy that charges your cells and allows them to function at their fullest capacity so you heal much faster. Check them out at pulsecenterfl.com now and tell them you heard about it on the Horse Talk Show for a free demo. The Larson family has been farming hay in Idaho for generations with a mission to always provide high quality hay products at a fair and reasonable price. Larson Hay loves to meet new customers while always honoring the ones they already have. Find Larson Hay on the web at larsonhay.com, like them on Facebook, and definitely visit one of their locations. Larson Hay, Idaho's finest alfalfa and our television broadcast sponsor. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. With your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Back in the saddle again. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Barton. You're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of all right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, PEMF wave and it is incredibly therapeutic for your body for your overall health helps with inflammation aches and pains um, pretty much whatever ails you uh, so please uh, check them out find them online pulsecenterofocala.com back to the show we've actually been talking horse over here with Linda Pirelli uh, one of my favorite guests to have on the show and, and probably in the top two or three people I most respect in the horse world um, and follow and appreciate everything she does. And she is uh, contributing to Happy Horse, Happy Life. Uh, and you can find that at happyhorsehappylife.com. Uh, I love the, the logo. <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, Linda, tell us how you kind of kind of stepped into this and, and I know there's a lot of incredible top equestrians involved in it um, that you can connect with and learn mm -hmm. with and kind of get on the same page as them with their dreams and goals and things that you want to accomplish. Um, tell us a little bit about how this program works and, and the direction that you see it going in. Well it would be nice to think that it was mainly for women but there's quite a few men on there you know who if I say it's for women, it's like, you know, they're going to say, well, what about us? You know, <laughs> so it's really about people who are drawn to having a happy horse, you know, and like you look at the photos like this. And it's one of my new sportswear Very line nice. shirts, too. They're really fun. I think I need one of those. Yes, we actually need to get you in one for sure. Yeah. Oh, look, at that. I like that one. I know that they're, they're just that I love. gorgeous. They're these wraparound designs that are lovely. That's beautiful. Yes. Yeah, so they're on a um, and that's actually more my there. colors. I love that. All right, well, we've got, got your name on oh, it. Oh, look how neat that is. I know. See, fashion, we're like squirrel. 
Yes. I know you're right. <laughs> oh, hold on. I mean, what are we talking about? Have one of those. Oh, they're lovely, aren't they? I really wanted to do something that was more unique, you know, because I've lived my life in polo shirts and logos and mm -hmm. things like that. And I want something that's a little bit more fashion forward and fun and that you don't see everywhere. So it's been fun to collaborate on a line like this. Like, look at those colors. They're just amazing. They're gorgeous. Yeah. So you can find them on Happy Horse, Happy Life. <gasps> Oh, I like that you one. Want as one well. of everyone now. Yes, don't you? I think I do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they've been a huge hit, so we'll be doing more for sure. But anyway, the whole point of it is to give people a place who want, first of all, to have a happy horse, and then who want to be able to solve their problems and advance. It doesn't mean you don't need a trainer. Everybody needs a trainer, especially you know when you're not sure of how you're coming across to the horse. Having another set of eyes is good. But what I want to help people um, understand is that there's a reliable source here that you can go, all right, you know, how do I diagnose my problems and how do I change this with my horse? So I've got these modules um, that, you know, right now we've done things like how to relax your horse while riding, um, speed control, you know, it's not just saying no, how do you actually direct your horse and, you know, if you teach your horse about speed, you're not going to have control issues, but most people just have control and they don't actually teach their horse how to do different speeds. Simple things like that, it seems obvious, but it's really, it's not. It's not something that's very talked about. No, you're right. And then in the modules, you know, as they're developing, there are things like compassion and empathy, you know, the philosophy with, with how we approach the horse, which is what we talked about earlier. And then it goes into relaxation and responsiveness because you need to balance those two. Sometimes people have horses that are very relaxed, mm -hmm. like your Mustang maybe, mm -hmm. and then you have responsiveness issues. Or you have a horse that's responsive, bordering on reactive, and you have relaxation issues. Okay, So, so I, those two have to balance. You just actually probably hit the nail, I didn't want to interrupt you, but you actually just made a really good point because Haley, that works with a lot of the Mustangs, actually said to me, our problem might actually be getting him going because he actually may be unresponsive to many things just because he's not responsive to the negative. Yeah, he's not reactive. And yeah, he, calm. yeah, he mm -hmm. might be like so calm that you can't make him, you know, he doesn't want yeah. to do anything. He just wants to stand around and be happy. Yeah, yeah. or push you around. Yeah. Like some of them, yes. they go the other way and it's like, well, you move, yeah. <laughs> no, not me. Right. And so, you know, that's a really big factor because I've seen that happen to a lot of people. And balancing relaxation and responsiveness is the key. And you always have to do it, you know? I mean, I'm, I'm studying dressage and I'm starting to ride at FEI levels and it's hard. And, you know, I'm training my horse, Jazz, that you saw a minute ago, who's a kind of shrinking violet. Mm -hmm. And I've got to teach him to be confident and not just push him to do everything because then I lose relaxation. So it's a great balancing act that you have to do. And I really want to make it simple and show people how to do that, no matter what discipline you're doing. You know, and so uh, you'll be able to read about it, and there's video clips and little lessons to do that are just very simple. I want this to be as simple as possible, and you know, with all my years of experience, I find that I'm finally getting to where I can make it, you know, as simple as it's ever been. So then, beyond that, you look at things like confidence, impulsion, flexibility, and then it goes to harmony, um, energy, purpose, and power. And the whole um, outcome of it is synergy between you and your horse, because there's nothing like that feeling, you know, when you say, let's do this, and your horse is like, yeah, you know, you've just got that feeling together, because often so much of what we go through is a little bit of an, you know, an argument. That's my other horse there, the bay. and Gorgeous. Yeah, he looks a little bit, like, distracted or something there, but um, he's the one that loves a crowd. Really? Yeah, and he's, you know, pretty self-confident and, and curious. You can see more of his face That's there. That's lovely. Yeah. What a fantastic so they're process. absolutely different horses, and so it speaks to what we were talking about um, a little bit earlier. Yeah. About you know who's who in the zoo. Some horses are just born that way. Yeah. It's like that Lady Gaga song. You know, yeah. So they are born that way. Actually, you made me think a little bit about like herd dynamics. So, mm -hmm. um, so the Mustang left for a month and went to Haley's because she wanted to just have him for a month and work on some things with him, and he was at her house. And when he came back to my house, he started bullying my older horses. And mm -hmm. he was turned out with them before, mm -hmm. fine, no problem. Occasionally he'd get a bit, you know, but... It's but often the more introverted horses, you know, that are not such runners and players. They're more like stoppers and hang out. They're usually the ones that are more dominant in a herd. Spirit is, is the main driver. 
but you know, like high spirit is mm -hmm. more likely to be that. But it's usually the introverts because you know, like the horse, like my bay horse, you know, he just wants to play and have fun. Mm -hmm. My right brain horse, you know, the black one, and when I say right brain, that's more nervous and shy. He's pretty introverted. He doesn't really want to go, but he's like he's got to keep everybody quiet. He's like, all right, get back in line, stop all those. So he's like the control freak. Yeah. He's like, no, everybody, you this know, just settle so down and be in the herd. And can be related to people. Totally. Completely. I mean, people are the same, right? That's so, in oh, that's so interesting. Around. And you see that in horses. And so it's very interesting watching those herd dynamics, you know. So it's no surprise that your horse is behaving a bit like that. And he's probably more on that introverted, confident side, mm -hmm. right? Almost like he got back and thought, I've got to take control of things now. I've been gone. What's happened while I've been gone? And he's I've got to sort them bit. out. He's grown up a little bit. And then, you know, age is also a factor because the older horses are not as fast, not as strong. And so the young upstarts can get the upper hoof. Get the upper hoof. <laughs> I like that. That's really good. Gosh, it's really interesting, isn't it? Aren't you learning a lot, Gigi? <laughs> well, between... You'll have to watch back. later. You can always watch later. We got to go to break. We're coming back with Linda. Uh, we're going to do a tough segment uh, on the on the foal uh, for you and share the rest of that story with you and um, wrap it up for today. So stay with us on the Horse Talk Show. We'll be right back. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Palm Chevrolet and our broadcast and television sponsor, Larson Hay, and also to our supporting sponsors, Equisafe, Nirvana Medical Spa, Showcase Properties of Central Florida, the Equine Performance and Innovative Center, and Summit Joint Performance. Nirvana, Ocala's premier medical spa, is leading the way in great skin with all the newest in treatment options, offering prejuvenation for younger clients and rejuvenation for all ages. Nirvana knows you want to look your very best, but we've all seen people with the telltale signs of too much work. We want you to look like you, just better, brighter and younger, with all the newest and best in technology and all in the most beautiful surroundings. Like Nirvana Medical Spa on Facebook and find them on the web at nirvanamedicalspa.com. Become a better, brighter and younger you. Free and easier than ever with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second to none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show presented by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy experience. Thank you to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton in the studio with my friend Linda Pirelli, loving having her here. Got off track a couple of times just because I love asking her questions. She knows so much. Uh, we can all learn so much from her. But uh, I kind of want to switch it up a little bit and find out how happyhorsehappylife.com works. Well, what's really great about it is that it's a community. And so obviously we're all connected by the same um, ideals. We want to uh, have a happy horse and learn what that takes in terms of leadership and communication. And then also we want to have a happy life. And you know, a lot of people go, well, you know, what's a happy life? You know, isn't that a little bit of like, ooh, you know, <laughs> pie in the sky and is it really possible? <laughs> you know, I think happiness is a decision because there's things that happen to, into, happen to us in our lives that are difficult or sad or challenging or what we didn't expect. And people go, well, how can you be happy in that moment? It's like, well, I'm not happy about that. But that doesn't then change my happiness in every other area of my life or the fact that, you know, this is how I want to live my life. There's always dips and, you know, troughs and Ups and downs, trials there and are. tribulations. You gosh. know, I remember somebody said to me this many years ago, she said, well, I think you're just always happy because nothing bad happens in your life. It's like, <laughs> what? what? Of course bad things happen <laughs> in my life, but it's how I deal with them that makes the difference. And, you know, you're either beaten by it or you, you know, you are resilient and you come back. And there's a lot of support systems and, and techniques that you can use. And so my personal growth program, Pegasus Personal Growth, is on the Happy Horse, Happy Life side. And then we've got amazing people like Dr. Jenny Susser, 
you know, who weighs in on topics for, because she's a psychologist, so she uh, could really work with people, you know, have a lot of difficulty. That's not my area, um, but certainly I can talk philosophically about how, you know, I want to run my life and, and help people with different issues like attitude and mental barriers and communication and things like that. So um, then on the, the, the way that the whole thing works, is an, and there's a two-week trial, a free two-week trial, so you can get in and have a fish around and interact and see what's happening. And um, it's a wonderful, supportive community. You know, there's no negative junk that goes on there. Everybody's about a happy horse and a happy life. They want to learn. There's really rich content on there. Um, when you sign up, you get um, a, um, an email a day, like there's a post that's an inspirational thing, and then there's an educational one. And so they're all different things like this, especially what I do. You know, there's the educational modules that I talked about, keynote courses where you can go and take 20 minutes and educate yourself on, on a specific subject. Um, then there's Barn Confidential, so it's like a behind the scenes look at the people who are training with me. I have apprentices and protégés. And so we'll often talk about, you know, their trials and tribulations as they're learning and people get to be a fly on the wall and go, oh wow, that's exactly what I'm, dealing with and so it helps them. So it's really rich with content, it's very varied, it's not just you know all down the horse road, there's plenty of that but you've got videos and articles and keynote courses and, and then I also have been running some master classes myself at the um, Greener Sides Park mm -hmm. uh, Rescue Center where they have that beautiful mm -hmm. um, challenge course as well. Yes. So anyway, I'm just loving it. You know, it's I love being part of that community and contributing to it. And uh, I love what I'm able to teach, you know, because I can really get into what is it that people are wanting and needing, you know, in their everyday life with horses. And I also do coach some very high level people, you know, um, professional riders and trainers and also Olympians. And so, you know, this is um, solid uh, behavior based information, you know, for training your horse. It's not just a little, you know, some people think happy horse. Oh, we'll just like skip through the tulips and right. love our horses, mm -hmm. you know. But it's way deeper than that, and it's quite transformational, you know, for both horses and people. That's amazing, and you know, yeah, I, just in my spare time. In you your know, spare time, right? <laughs> well, you know what? what I was, I, and you, you said something that made me think. You know, people see us on social media, and people see us at events, and they see photographs of us smiling and happy, and everything with our horses going right. Me on the beach on my horse, yeah. you know, life that is must great. Be your whole life. Yes, it must be my whole <laughs> life. So I think sometimes people see people who are more in the limelight, you know, that are extroverts, that are out there in the world. And sometimes, you know, they see our lives as what they see on social media, not necessarily know what we might be going through with our families, with our children, with our animals, with our significant right. other. It might be many things going on that people don't know are going on. So they see like what they think is like the perfect life. And when they see, well, how, how would you know anything about difficulties? You've never gone through anything. Look at your perfect life. And I don't think they realize, you know, we're so we're yeah. humans. We've had our challenges. We Absolutely. have our challenges. No one escapes them. No one escapes them. So I think that sometimes that is, um, you know, it's good for people to see the real, the real you. You know, look, everything isn't always perfect, even if it looks yeah, it. And, you know, I, this is something that is quite new for me because, you know, I'm going through a big life change at the moment. And the support from the community has been unbelievable. And I don't know that I've ever experienced something like that again. And, you know, it's just been incredible, you know. And I think about that's the power that we have, you know, to help each other. And, and you know, when things aren't going right, whether it's in our family life or with our horses, that, you know, we have a community that's supportive instead of putting you down for things. You I know? know. So, I, you know, I'm... It's interesting for me to be a beneficiary on this side as well. It's wonderful. Well, and it certainly helps that you are so loved and so respected and so many people, including myself, admire so you grateful. so much. And Thank you. that makes you extra special and um, we all like to love on you. So, uh, and we're very Thank proud you so of you. Much. And this, just seeing the steps that you're making with this program, I think, you know, I was actually just talking to somebody the other day about how people like 
you know, that have gone through things, I think can be such an incredible support system for people oh my gosh, in, yes. in their difficulties because we've been there and, you know, survived. Yeah. And so I think a program that can help you with your horse and help you with your life. And let's face it, if you own horses, you have a very busy life, regardless of what, what you do, whether you work all day with horses or you work in a different field and go home at night and take care of them. Either way, the barn chores are always there. The work is always there. The early hours are always there. The potential colics and up all night with the sick horse <laughs> that's there you know we have these really really busy lives we've always got to be thinking yes. about you know I'm always thinking did I get my hay did I get my feed did I you know have I done this yeah. have I done that well, you're always you know when you're looking after them they we're, we have to take care of them you know we domesticated we them we have to take care of them so I yes. think I think that our lives anyway are very very full and I think that sometimes stresses from all of that can even pile up so I think if you can help people through, whether it's a difficult personal Absolutely. or even just a time management, like I dealt with that yeah. <laughs> badly. Oh, I know. I mean, it's tough. And, you know, the great thing is that I'm part of this team that, that does it all. It's not all me because I can't do everything. Right. And there's people who are way better at some things than I am. And it's great to be able to refer that, you know, so it's a great resource. But I think, you know, one of the things I often get um, asked questions about because I do Zoom conferences, you know, like if I um, release a, a, a keynote course, say on speed control, then two weeks later we do a Zoom conference where, you know, there's like 100 plus people on there and people can watch it afterwards as well. And they can ask questions about the situation. And then I do one also on personal growth. So I'll take a personal growth module on whatever it is, you know, attitude, confidence, whatever, goal setting as an example. And then we have a, a, a conference two weeks after that. So it's very interactive. But one of the things that I often get asked about is, you know, how do you maintain this energy? You know, because it's not like I have energy and then I, you know, the camera goes off and I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, it's like I'm still energized and I'm still passionate. And, you know, if you come to my barn or my house, you know, this is who I am. Now, there's little dips in the day, obviously, where you're concentrating or you're more quiet. But my attitude is always more positive yes. and energetic and solutionary if yes. there is such a word you know yes and so i often get asked about that and one of the things i i often say is you know the problem with most people who don't have energy and passion is their goal isn't big enough they don't have a goal that really lights them up right. you know, i wake up every morning you know with my goal to make um, a big impact on happy horse happy life i wake up with a goal every morning to keep uh, progressing with my horses and and ride one to Grand Prix, you know, so they're the kinds of things that you need that just get you like pumped and want to go. And if you don't have goals in your life, you've got to get one. That's right. Because you just And on that note, Gigi's giving me the look, <laughs> which means we're going to go to break. We're going to come back. We're going to run a just over nine minute segment that we have uh, on Tough the Foal. Wonderful story. And then Linda and I are going to come back for one minute at the end to introduce you to two other really important guests we have in the studio before we close out the show. Stay with us, we'll be right back. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Palm Chevrolet, and our broadcast and television sponsor, Larson Hay, and also to our supporting sponsors, Equisafe, Nirvana Medical Spa, Showcase Properties of Central Florida, the Equine Performance and Innovative Center, and Summit Joint Performance. World-class equine rehab promoting faster recovery is available at the Equine Performance Center Ocala. Hyperbaric oxygen therapy and underwater treadmill, a saltwater spa, an aquapacer, MagnaWave, a vibration plate, swimming pool, massage, and laser therapies. With post-surgical care, memberships, packages, and BOGOs, EPC delivers a rejuvenated horse through proven and innovative rehab. Like Equine Performance Center now on Facebook and find them on the web at epcrehab.com. This show was brought to you in part by TT Distributors, dedicated to bringing their customers the largest selection of quality horse supplements, products, and farrier supplies in Florida at affordable prices. Also online at ttdistributors.com. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show, and I am here with Jennifer Ireland and Dr. Alberto Rulan from the Equine Performance and Innovative Center. We call it epic because it's epic. And this story is certainly 
epic. We're talking about tough. Um, the foal had a very difficult start. Uh, when we finished up the last segment about this, we were just talking about walking him around the hole that was actually prepared for him to be euthanized. So uh, Jennifer's been telling us the story, and I'm going to let her carry on right where we left off. Jennifer. So um, the phone call to this, uh, this lady, and I don't really know what her role is, but that really made a difference. I, and so the other vet was standing there, and she was like, what are they going to do? Because she's prepared to you know, do it. And I said, I'm not doing it. Because I've had to put horses to sleep before, and although it was hard, I knew it was right, but there was something that kept telling me, I don't feel right about this. I don't feel like it's done. And it could have been an emotional thing, but I don't think so because I've been through this before. And well, because you're a medical professional too, you really understand the difference between, you know, a horse that has a chance and one that doesn't. And you know when a horse is suffering, you know it as painful as it is, you know when it's time. Right. And you didn't feel that. So as a medical professional, I feel like that's probably even more... Um, likely to be the professional choice rather than emotions, even though clearly you were emotionally attached, right? Yes, absolutely. And the and the biggest thing is I had been over at Epic when I first in March be, for another thing and just had a tour of the place. I didn't and I had met Dr. Roland, but I didn't really know anything beyond that. I knew he had a hyperbaric chamber, but Dr. Marsh and at Equine Sports Medicine uh, or Equine, yeah. I think it's Equine Sports Medicine Clinic in, in Weatherford, Texas. I called him. He said, get that baby in the hyperbaric chamber. I said, I'm going to call Dr. Roland over at Epic and see if he thinks he can help him. Well, he called me back, and he's like, get him over here by five. We're firing up the chamber now. So I was panicking. I'm like, i got to get, get him over there. i got to get him over there. This is like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Hauled all over there. I actually hauled my trailer without lights, <laughs> but I didn't care. I was getting him to the clinic <laughs> and uh, loaded him up and and got him there. And they're um, the most amazing crew. And they started right away. He was in that chamber within thirty minutes, and that was just the beginning of this. And I I think maybe my medical background allowed me to think outside the box instead of just saying this is it you know there's no hope I I just think that helped me and I I hope that this story will help somebody else that maybe feels like they're at the end of the rope and they there's no alternative because there may be and he is the true story of don't give up if you don't want to yet so until they say there's nothing else of course they did tell me that and here he is. <laughs> He's eight months old now. So. Dr. Ryan, I'm going to pass you over the important microphone here and let you tell us uh, tell us your story with uh, with Tuff. So when Tuff uh, arrived at our place, or right from the call, um, we started gathering all the data and getting all the information, and then we get start getting the blood work results and. To be 100% honest, when we started, when our team started reviewing all the results, we were not sure what we were getting into. It was pretty remarkable. At the point he arrived, the creatinine was already 9.5, and he was septic, right? His, it was weak. His legs were very weak, like Jennifer said. He couldn't barely walk, but he would still get up. A nurse, he had that fire on him. And Jennifer had this gut feeling, like purely a gut mom's feeling, plus obviously her medical background, and she just asked us to please try, right? So we were trying to keep our hopes up, but we were gonna, we were gonna take it hour by hour and see where, we, where we're gonna be. So the first thing that we know is that any horse that came in that situation or any patient will need oxygen. Oxygen is just a, a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. And with the hyperbaric chamber, we are providing 100% oxygen at high, at, at high pressure. So the oxygen will definitely penetrate. What we didn't know on top is, okay, that, how is that going to help his kidney failure? We knew we were going to make him feel better, but there is no... We, we have no research data 
there's no scientific data that prove the hyperbaric chamber helps with kidney failure, zero at all. And we tell that to Jennifer and say, we, we just don't have any scientific data to, to prove it. The horse has been receiving what the science actually says it should get up to now. He has, he has received everything by the book. So we had to think outside the book, outside the box, because he was actually treated well. His body was just not responding. So then after the first hyperbaric, just like many other patients, they get a lot of energy out of that because they actually have oxygen, right? So he came out of the hyperbaric and he went back to nursing. And then after that, he also developed swelling in the hocks. And that was another concern that happens with septic folds, right? Because they can get septic joints. So that then we get another complication with him. So we get in the hocks, we clean the hocks, we flush the, all the bacteria and all, everything, all, the, uh, all the bacteria in the hog and we go back in the chamber and he keeps getting a little bit healthier. And one thing that we know about the chamber is that it actually makes the antibiotics work better, one thing. Another thing that the chamber does is that it actually, after a certain amount of chamber treatment, it increases the stem cell release into the horses. So there's some beautiful research on people where the hyperbaric chamber stimulates stem cell production. So just based on those two facts that we knew and Jennifer's gut feeling to keep, to keep going, we just kept going. And every treatment that we did, he got a little better. We did have setbacks, no question about it. We had yeah. setbacks, we had a, a, more joints got infected. And I would say that probably 99.999% percent of the time an owner would have just say yeah I, I can't handle anymore because it's not just the, it's the, the emotional distress that she was going every time she got a bad news I lived and died by lab work like okay what's what's the creatinine today well it's great I'm like and the next day well it went back up I'm like and it was like the creatinine was going like this at first I mean we got great drop and then it was like like oh no i know and then Mumi's who you know works with him and, and does she's amazing um she says well i, I kind of quit telling you a little bit you were so stressed out. and i was traveling because there was no work i had to go to houston to find work at this point because of covid and so i was in houston got covid myself and then had to stay away and just those guys took care of him like they were they love him so much like and, he was theirs. well right? let me just say part of his treatment plan on the thing said all his antibiotics his fluids and then every day it said hugs and kisses and they had to check off that somebody gave him hugs and kisses it was on his treatment plan yeah oh like that you mean <laughs> well done apparently we're back <laughs> we have uh, a couple of special guests here in the studio well, One's asleep. Who's this? This is Moxie. Moxie. My little long Moxie wanted dachshund. to come in for um, an interview <laughs> and to tell you that she really likes the Horse Talk Show, right? That's right. She does <laughs> like the Horse Talk Show. I want to thank Linda Pirelli very, very much for being with us. Linda, thank, thank you. Thank you so much for having me again. Always wonderful to talk with you and support what you're doing as well for the horse industry. Thank you. Happy horse, happy life. That's Two it. very important things. Uh, HappyHorseHappyLife.com. Lots of wonderful contributors to this and certainly something I think can help everybody uh, with their horse and with their, uh, with their personal life as well. So I think that's fantastic. One last mention for air show jumping uh, this weekend at the Florida Horse Park and the following weekend as well. Uh, should be a uh, absolutely fantastic boutique horse show. And of course, we'll be bringing you lots of coverage from there this weekend. So uh, please check us out at the Horse Talk Show on Facebook. Like us, you can also find us at the Horse Talk Show TV on YouTube, and you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, thank you very much to Linda Pirelli again for being here with us this week, and we'll be back at the same time next week. Until then, happy horsing around. <laughs>